0: All right, Phil. Welcome. What, uh, what 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 uh, character do you have for this this week? Are you or did we give up on that?
1: I don't know. Um, let's see. Can you fucking believe it? <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't All know. Right.
0: All right. So we basically this week what we have for you is that uh, we have a show where we uh, we have looked up the Rotten Tomatoes. Bottom 100 movies of the decade. or Yes, what? they
1: came out with their 100 worst films of the decade, 2000 to 2009. Today, in fact.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, we, we have that. But, before we have that, we have a couple other movies that we've watched... Um, mm-hmm. which this is just shocking to me that we actually have something to talk about because Ooh. we have not watched movies that, <laughs> you know, both of us have watched in forever.
1: We're trying to get on the same page and have, <laughs> you know, like a plan. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: But, um, okay, so the fr- what we have to do is Crank 2. Well, okay, no. it's
1: not It's not Crank 2.
0: It's crank. it's crank
1: High voltage. This
0: is just the most ridiculous movie uh-huh. I've ever seen. Yeah, the, I mean, the first part <laughs> is like looks like at the the Nintendo like eight bit,
1: you know, <laughs> the opening uh-huh. sequence is like with this the thing. beating heart.
0: Yeah, and and you know it says what is it fuck you, Chelios, over and over again, and then yeah. yeah. Oh. Okay, so first off, here here's what we're gonna do: crank one. They, I think they sort of tried to make it semi. Yeah, I mean it was, it was over the top. That, it but... was
1: done in that crazy style but it wasn't like as insane as the second one. Well, and then the, the, the <laughs> minute that
0: the minute that somebody tossed uh Chelios the cowboy hat when he was banging Amy Smart oh, on the on God. the the racing track, uh-huh. I was like, "Wow.
1: <laughs> they don't
0: even care anymore. This is just ridiculous."
1: Pretty much.
0: And then the like Godzilla scene when uh whoa Okay. We are fighting <laughs> cats right now. But when they were, the, the Godzilla scene where they, they got the big makeup masks and it was des- exaggerated. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow. It was a
1: bit much.
0: Yeah. I just, I watched that movie. I, I just
1: wondered at, you know, the thought process. Like, hey, they're fighting in an, el- you know, an electrical grid. Didn't Godzilla do that? Let's, like, make him really big. Well, and the thing that was funny was like every once in a while you would
0: you would think that they were ma- they were taking it a little bit more seriously, but then it would just go in this completely ridiculous <laughs> direction, yeah, you much. know, and
1: you know that I wanted to know what the hell was in that kid's um lunch pail or whatever. I know, dinner. right? Yeah. He was like, "Who carries that around?" I'm like, "What?" Uh, yeah, I know. What is
0: it? And he's like, "You are completely sick and fucking, you know, whatever." And it was like and and you, that was the one thing, and he's like, that's fucking disgusting. <laughs> I mean, well, what is it? Oh, I mean, no. there's not anything they shied away from in that movie. You oh, know, gosh. I mean, well, and then you pointed this out to me before. There was all these people that didn't...
1: Yeah, uh, cameos galore, or some of them not so much cameos, that were just r- bizarre. Corey Haim yeah and As then the, like white trash pimp dude or the bouncer i don't know what the fuck he was yeah and um who else bai ling
0: bai ling was funny in that movie she was just
1: like i'm like and i loved
0: how they she was speaking english but they subtitled, subtitled her anyway it.
1: yeah well <laughs> i needed it normally i get upset when you subtitle english but uh that was probably fairly necessary <laughs> <laughs> and Jerry Hallow- Hallowell as his mother. I was like, what? Why? Well, you, <laughs> yeah, but you know
0: what the funny thing was? That I didn't recognize any of these people. I mean, I didn't recognize <laughs> Corey Haim. I really didn't. And then I saw Corey Haim in the credits. I was like, Corey Haim is it? And I, I
1: know, remember. I remember talking to you about this, and you're like, who, what, where? I know. So I, like David I, Carradine was the most obvious Well, album. obviously, yeah. But, but then they had that lead singer dude from... Um, from Lincoln Park. Lincoln Park, just he rubs up against him at the yeah. the racetrack. It's like what's going on? Why is that guy in the movie? <laughs> well, it, it,
0: the thing about that movie was just it was so ridiculous. I mean, it was yeah. just it, I couldn't even believe how it, it, at the point when you got to the Godzilla scene, yeah, you're like, okay, you know, well, the, these the, guys are just completely on crack or something. <laughs>
1: But it would wander back and forth between being like totally disgusting too. Like what was with the the, uh, the Mexican gang member cutting off his nipples? Oh, I could barely watch that. I was, I was just was like, like, "What's oh, going on?" Odd.
0: I know. I could <laughs> barely watch it. I was like, "Oh, you know." What? And I have a fairly high tolerance for stuff that's sort of over the top and all that stuff. But yeah. I was just like. And they were—it was like close-ups. At, you know, it was like cutting the nipples off, and I'm just like, "Oh,
1: <laughs> this why? is not necessary." Yeah. And then they had the villain from the first one, head in a jar. I was like, yeah. "How Futurama of them?" Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, and then, and
0: then it, the thing that was funny too is they, they didn't shy away. The guys in Neville Dean slash Taylor, they were but they were like. We're just going to show a bunch of naked chicks like all over the place.
1: It was a pretty misogynist movie and also fairly racist, I'd say. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Definitely racist against the Asian people and also the Mexican people because, you know, or Hispanic, whatever you want to say. Sorry out there in podcast land if you're (laughs) listening. But, like, you know, it was all these... It was just all it was was a bunch of stereotypes. Uh Uh-huh. And the... Well, but...
1: uh, Chocolate, too. I mean, <laughs> Chocolate maybe, I mean, was the best. <laughs> she was hilarious, but... I i mean, I, they were just so unflattering. Like, when she was walking down the street in slow-mo, you, I was just... All I could watch was, like, mesmerizing me was the jiggle in her thighs. <laughs> and, Every, like, her... Blah, 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 blah.
0: Yeah, and her, blah, butt, blah, blah, blah. her butt was just, uh-huh. you know, going up and down, and you're just like, <laughs> wow, okay. And then what? What the best line in that movie was, like, uh, when... Uh, What's his name? Uh, Dwight Yoakam. He says, do you have the donor? She's like, like, you got a boner. And I'm like, uh, okay. That's, you know, as
1: long as you can rhyme it, I guess it makes sense. I, see, it's been so long since the first one, I did not remember that other character. The, one, like, the brother of the guy with Tourette's who looks exactly like him.
0: Right. Well, and th- you know who that is, right? That's, that's um, Pablo from... Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, that is.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. And, you know, he's got the long hair and he's kind of buff and whatever. And it's like, what? What? <laughs> you know?
1: And he's... Or Pedro. Not
0: Pablo. Pedro. Pedro. Yeah.
1: Wasn't there a scene where, like, Bai Ling was, like, freaking out and he was having Tourette's and they were, like, playing it like a dance scene? Yeah. Like, what the fuck is going on? I know, I know, I know. <laughs> well, and
0: then, you know, there was the scene where... Uh, he he went to go sort of defend Jason Statham and he he was you know he did the karate pose and he's wah! you know and then he just like you know freaked out and he had a little semi seizure what the hell ever it was and and then Jason Statham's all you're useless. I was like, "Well, what was the point of that?" <laughs> you know, I mean, it was uh-huh. supposed to be funny, I guess, but wow.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't know. That movie honestly, that was along the lines of the 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 Texas Chainsaw Massacre New Generation. Where it was <laughs> sort of like one of those ones you watch and you go... I, I, did they really film this? I mean, what? <laughs> you know what I mean? It was like... What? Who gave them $30 million for this? Right. I was just... I was watching. I was going... What? Like, I don't know. I don't know. And then... I swear, and I said this before... But the scene where he's, he's fucking Amy Smart on the, on the racetrack... Yeah. That was really ridiculous. Really
1: ridiculous. And, you know,
0: and they and it was funny, too, because they had the little pixelated where it's like they, their junk was pixelated. And I think that was actually kind of a funny touch because who knows? I mean, who knows? <laughs> I'm sure that it was they, they had, you know, yeah. the underwear on or whatever, but. It was funny because he has the cowboy hat and he's, wing, he's swinging it around and, you know.
1: Yeah, I don't know. My final comment on the movies, I read an article once that said that Jason Statham would never stop working because essentially he was the only, like, butch guy left in Hollywood. Yeah. And when you watch movies like this, it's got to come to an end. You <laughs> or he's got to get better taste. I don't know. One of the two.
0: Well, yeah, I, I almost think that, that that movie was sort of kind of a joke, where they were oh. going, you know what, look, Crank was ridiculous, for one, and then it was popular enough where we could make a sequel if we wanted to, but we have to make it even more ridiculous.
1: And they <laughs> they flew off the deep end. Oh, They, like, yeah. took a 747 off the deep end. Oh,
0: man, they, they, they took, a, like, a rocket pack off the deep end.
1: <laughs>
0: so... I mean, it was actually, it was kind of, it was kind of funny because I watched it and I was going, you know, hey, if you're going to do a movie like that, just, I guess, just go for it. You know? <laughs> they certainly did. Yeah. Neville Dean Taylor, we salute you. Yay. <laughs> so, okay. we're I think we're probably done with Crank 2, but what, uh, what else we got here?
1: Uh, I don't know, do you want to talk about The Running Man?
0: The Running Man, I loved The Running Man when I was a kid <laughs> I watched it, honestly, I watched it not too long ago a Couple. I got even like three days ago and, um, and I've also read the story that mm-hmm. it was based on The Stephen King story, writing as Richard Bachman Right But uh, it was completely different There was no, rep- the only resemblance between the story and the movie mm-hmm. Was that it was a guy who was running That was it Okay. Have you ever read the story? I've not read the story. Oh, basically, it's it's sort of almost like this undercover. He tries to hide in America. He doesn't. It, and in the movie, it's this whole it's this whole game show thing. It's like this big yeah. giant block of, you know, yeah, this ruined city and from the <laughs> the, the earthquake of whatever. And uh, in the book, he's he's just sort of tries to blend into society and. It's not as exciting for sure.
1: <laughs> you know that 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 movie always kind of reminds me of like Soylent Green. It's like the last of those 70s like dystopian future pictures. Kind of, yeah. It's really it's bizarre, I don't know, And they have those big shots of everybody gambling on who's going to die first and all. Yeah,
0: that. well, they and they, they take the bets of who's going to, you know, who's going to get the first kill which uh what which are they called? Stalker? Or I don't know. Stalker, I think. Like yeah, and does it matter. Yeah, right. You know. <laughs> well, and the funny thing about that movie is too is it's like that would never really work as a game show because
1: why not? Well, because
0: all you would ever do it. They say that well, you have this certain amount of time to get through this, you know, big ruined area of L.A. or whatever yeah. it was, and. But you never could, and so what's the point of the game
1: show? They know nobody's going to get through it. Well, but that's that's the point. I mean, what, they they were always talking to the people and they, um, you know, in the audience, and you had the old lady like, "I hope fireball sticks it up his ass." <laughs> <laughs> nice, <And> you know. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. But <laughs> So like, they were rooting for the people to kill the contestants.
0: Sure, sure. Well, and this is also, by the way, the other movie that had the view. The two future governors in it. It had Jesse Ventura yeah, did. and Schwarzenegger. uh uh-huh. And fucking Ventura. I love there's a commercial in the beginning. Like somebody's watching TV. I don't remember I don't remember who it is that's watching TV and there's this commercial for some sort of like captain, whatever he is, captain, you know, uh, whatever workout. And and he's like and he totally gets it. Like Jesse Ventura really gets it. Yeah. And he's like,
1: We're gonna burn your thighs.
0: Ha! And he like runs across the screen. <laughs> it's awesome.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Maria Cachita Alonso. You have to say yeah. that name like that. You have to you,
0: you can't, Maria Conchita Alonso. You can't just say it like Maria cachita Alonso. No, you have to Maria Cachita Alonso. <laughs> yes. And and then, you know, she's she's given Schwarzenegger shit the whole time and you know, and I love
1: that the, the like rebel base is in the middle of the game show. I'm like, We're really? It, Nobody, it, you know, like the janitor wouldn't have seen him or something. Like, hey, what are you guys doing here?
0: Oh, you die now. You know. <laughs> well, and then the, the thing that's funny about it, it's the the, the 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 logic is is that the you know the nerdy guy that gets thrown into the middle of the game show with the Schwarzenegger and the right? Um, he's like, oh. The, the dishes are pointing to the middle of the game zone. We have to go there and follow them like what <laughs> I mean you know in, in maybe back then it was made more sense is that the dishes actually had to be pointed exactly where they yeah. were broadcasting, but What's shit, that? we got direct TV now I mean you can. <laughs>
1: It is a nice touch for me that they got, what's his name, Richard Dawson. Richard
0: Dawson, yeah. To be
1: the game show host, because at the time, he was hosting like eight game shows. Oh, yeah, yeah. Family Viewed, and he was on Match Game, and all that stuff.
0: Oh, yeah, no, I thought it was great that they got him in. And (laughs) do you realize, too, that when when Richard Dawson put Schwarzenegger in the little sled chair that goes down, Uh he was like, he's like, hey, uh," whatever his name was, he's like, I'll be back. And I was like, come on. (laughs) Schwarzenegger (laughs) loved it so much, he used it again. Yeah, you know, the the (laughs) line's so nice, they did it twice. (laughs) But no, I was just like, come on, man. You know, I don't know. And then those weird, like, padded little suits they had where, like the, I don't know. That was just, that was such a weird movie. And I loved it. It was funny because it's one of those movies when I, and I talk about these movies all the time where, I loved them when I was a kid, Yeah, you know, and then there's some of them that I can watch now and be like, okay, still I still like that movie, uh-huh. but then I watch some of them now like The Running Man and I go, God, that's just ridiculous.
1: Well, see, I watched it not too long ago and I actually thought that it was, it had wandered into the so bad it's good category.
0: It's right on the edge of that, I think.
1: Because it's just so silly at times, like the, the opera singing stalker and his electric card or whatever. Yeah. Yeah,
0: no, and he's a big fat guy and he has like, he's
1: 92 days he over and he's like, yeah, help me! Well, and, then he keeps, and he keeps saying, Cut to commercial, cut to commercial, and it's like, oh my God, really? <laughs>
0: Well, I don't know, I just it, it to me it straddles that line and to me it sort of goes on the side of just bad. Yeah. You know. But I, I swear I loved that movie when I was a kid. I watched it over and over again. <laughs> you know? So I mean you recognized its greatness. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> I may have, you know. When I was a kid I was very intuitive when it came to greatness. Versus badness. Or are they the same thing? <laughs>
1: In some cases. <laughs>
0: They're most, yeah, well, you know, we did the Seagal episode, by the way. Okay, so Running Man's been played out here so far.
1: Well, I don't know. Do you want to turn to something serious? Sure. Should we talk about Quantum of Salus?
0: Yes, let's do it. Because I have had that movie on my computer for, God, months. Uh-huh. And I never watched it. And I finally watched it. I think it was like two nights ago, uh-huh. and I will say, I really and, and I have to give a little bit of a background because Casino Royale, mm. I thought was I really really liked Casino Royale. I liked it, yeah, a lot.
1: except it was too long. That was it fun. was
0: too long. It, you're right. It was too long, but I really liked it. I uh-huh. thought it was. I thought it was a. It was a very inventive Bond movie in the sense of it was sort of. I mean, it was obviously a reboot uh-huh. of the Bond franchise but at the same time I thought it was a good movie it was
1: classy a lot of the more recent bonds hadn't been classy
0: yeah yeah but Quantum of Solace to be honest with you I I don't know I I couldn't pay attention to it it was so it was I don't know what it was it was like it was real there were a bunch of scenes Mm -hmm. in it that were good there were a bunch of good kind of action scenes and or even just dramatic scenes but they didn't fit together for me at all
1: I kind of disagree. See, there, are, I'm of two minds. I enjoyed the movie. It is the shortest Bond movie ever filmed. It's like an hour right. and a half. Um, and it's done by Mark Forster. And the biggest complaint I have about it, and I heard it from other people, is that they turned it essentially into a Bourne movie. You know, they, oh, yeah. they made uh, Bond just this kick-ass, you know, like Karate Fighter yeah. through half the time and all these brutal fights he would get in. Yeah. Yeah. And all that stuff. And it it was too much like a Bourne movie. It It was. Not enough like a Bond movie. Oh, yeah. Definitely. But there's things I just loved so much about it. Like, I love the little rat Frenchman is the bad guy. He was so Oh, that guy was
0: just so bad. I mean, not bad in the sense of he was a bad actor or a bad character or whatever, but you just wanted to just kick him in the nuts. (laughs)
1: Like, the whole time,
0: you're just like, I hope that guy gets something really bad happening to him.
1: (laughs) And uh I loved this loved the scene with uh at the opera in like Bern or wherever.
0: Oh, and you like the Ukraine or wherever the hell it was. Yeah, right? yeah, where yeah. they're
1: all talking into their little earpieces and yeah. he crashes the party. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, when, I thought it was a great scene.
0: The thing that I and I actually think that and I agree with you when I s when you say that, you know, the the bond it, it's more of like a it's more of a realistic bond almost. Yeah. But the thing is, is it's too much like a Jason Bourne movie. I mean, there's, you can, you can draw very little distinction between Jason Bourne and James Bond, whereas in the past, James Bond was James Bond, you know, and he...
1: And I don't, sometimes it's like, I I know you're trying to reinvent James Bond with these two movies, (laughs) but they've also neutered him. It's like in both of these movies, Daniel Craig has almost, you know, (laughs) gets almost no play. (laughs) Well, sure, but well, and then he but he got with the redheaded girl. Well, and right, and then they killed her a la Goldfinger.
0: I pointed that out. I was watching it, and I I was like, "That's Goldfinger, but with oil." And it was sort of this real sort of social commentary, almost in a real nutshell. It back in the sixties, it was gold. Now it's oil, and mm. she was in the exact same pose as in Goldfinger, and yeah. yeah. But the thing Ooh. is, is that James Bond to me. People say, I've heard a lot of people say that they like the Daniel Craig James Bond a lot because he's sort of like the modern James Bond, blah, blah, blah. He's he's the sort of... Well, the, he's
1: like a badass James Bond.
0: Yeah, but you know who he's most like? He's, when, you know, you talk about all the Bonds that are out, you know, that had, or the guys that played Bond. Yeah. And they, they all have this I sort of niche. You know he's who he's most, most like? like?
1: Timothy Dalton.
0: Timothy Dalton. Exactly. Yeah. Because Timothy Dalton was the humorless, just
1: angry bond.
0: Yeah. And that's how that's how Daniel Craig is. He's always beat up, he's always dirty. He's not the He's, he's not the not suave, exactly suave
1: or attractive. He looks like he's been roughed up a couple times. Yeah, but see
0: and I understand maybe that's sort of the new James Bond. But at the same I time guess. you gotta have the James Bond like Roger Moore, god damn it, he was the he was the Rat Pack James Bond. I know I mean, he, he was, was awesome.
1: He was the best. But of course, I mean, I kind of grew up with Pierce, and for me, Pierce was uh, like the best James Bond, or the second best, let's say. But um, well, he was
0: good because he was very smooth. I mean, that he was, was his thing.
1: He was really smooth, but he could do the other stuff, like um, "World Is Not Enough." That was him playing kind of like Angry Bond. Yeah. And it was pretty good. It was, I don't know. Yeah, but see, the thing is, he could do both. Uh He could do
0: sort of the Angry Bond and, you know, I'm going to kick your ass kind of thing. But he could be very smooth. Whereas Daniel Craig, whenever they even try to make him look a little smooth, he still looks like he's just sort of just angry and, you know, pissed off and whatever. And,
1: and I realize that that's kind of the storyline, because he's supposed to be pissed off at, at um, what's her name, Ava Green dying in the yeah. first one. but
0: Yeah, but it's not really James Bond. I mean, James Bond is supposed to be this suave guy, you yeah. know? And he's supposed to be the one that goes in and orders the, you know, the shaken martini and yeah. whatever.
1: He's not supposed to be... I think thematically, if you, if you go back and watch him, um, this movie and the previous one, are really closely linked as a pair to Honor, Majesty, Secret Service, and Diamonds Are Forever. Because yeah. Honor, Majesty's Secret Service, he gets married, and then yeah. at the end, um, Telly Savalas' Blofeld kills uh, Diana Rick, his wife. Sure, yeah. And so then the beginning of the next one, Diamonds Are Forever, Bond is uber pissed and like all over the world looking for Blofeld because he's killed his wife. Right. Yeah. So it's it's kind of the same thing.
0: Sure, but uh, the thing that I was not exactly thrilled about with with Quantum of Solace was again, and I said this at the very beginning of my little yeah, was that there were a bunch of scenes in the movie that were good scenes, like the the scene in the airplane was good. You know, when they were getting shot up by the fighter plane, and that I mean that was good. And there was a bunch of good scenes in the movie. But they didn't particularly to me Coalesce They were like just these bunch of scenes They weren't like a real storyline
1: I get it in, in a certain fashion over the past few years uh, Bond or, or the past few episodes let's say Bond has become more and more Like episodic or set PC where, Right Where you, you go along in your story And then all of a sudden it's like We've got a big action sequence here Yeah And then you go along in your story Another big action sequence well, then, this one kind of had a lot of it. It was yeah, a little there, choppy. There, I, I yeah, there
0: wasn't it. much connective tissue there. It
1: was. A, it was. It had a pretty thin story. Yeah,
0: and and you know the girl, the the girl who was what she was like Puerto Rican or something that the the girl she was supposed
1: to be to, Bolivian. She's actually like Polish. Her name's like Olga Kurelenko.
0: Uh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> but. I, I didn't really like her very much because honestly, she didn't. All she had to do was sort of look pouty yeah. and be like, "I don't like this guy," you know. And <laughs> it's like, yeah. well, okay, you know. And there was the backstory of you know, she she saw her her sister and her mom get raped, and they burn the house down, and all this stuff. And then yada the end, yada yada. Yeah, and then <laughs> the 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 big complex is burning down. By the way. When it came to the complex burning down, what the hell was with that? They had like explosives in every wall of that complex. Did you notice that it started on fire and then it blew up? Like it was blowing Were you up not every...
1: listening at the beginning of the scene. It had was. some weird like heat cell thing in it that was very unstable. Yeah, right. And but... So they overloaded and boom, 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 boom.
0: Yeah, I was listening at the beginning of
1: the scene. No.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This is going to turn into the... uh, If you hear a smack scene. Exactly. (laughs) But no, I was just like, wow, you know, that's a pretty thin excuse to have just the walls explode.
1: It's a James Bond movie.
0: Well, supposedly this is the James Bond movies that are more grounded, you know? Yeah. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. I'm going (laughs) to ask you this. Um, James Bond, you're going to tell me in one word... One word only. One word. Okay, I'm gonna name you the James Bond, the actors that have played James Bond, uh-huh. and you're gonna tell me your one word description of the James Bonds. Oh,
1: okay? God. Connery. This Silence. is a hard game. I <laughs> you
0: know what? And you're more than welcome original. to play there um, you. Original. Original, okay. Um, let's see, Roger Moore. Uh, 70s. Okay. <laughs> Dalton. Angry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Pierce Brosnan. Swallow. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, Daniel Craig.
1: Pissed. (laughs) Okay.
0: Um, George. George. That guy. (laughs) Lazenby. Okay. George Lazenby.
1: Counterculture, man.
0: All right. All right.
1: For those of you out there... The story behind George Lazenby was that um, after making *Honor*, *Magic*, *Secret Service*, he was supposed to be James Bond, like for the foreseeable future. But he, I guess he got involved with the counterculture and like some girlfriend uh, who you know made him do lots of acid, whatever. And <laughs> and so he got convinced that playing James Bond was like enabling the man, <laughs> and he just outright quit. And I was like, uh, you're the dumbest man ever. Well, and he's the only one that made reference to maybe James Bond
0: was only uh, sort of a code name, Right. Because in that movie, at the very beginning, he goes, this This never happened to the the other other fellow. Yeah. So he's the only one that maybe they said, well, it's not the same guy. It's just James Bond is the name we give them. Yeah. Okay, so your turn. Give me those. Give me those names. Okay, Sean Connery. Sean Connery. Um, Scottish
1: <laughs> We'll go in order. George okay.
0: Lazenby. George Lazenby. um ironic.
1: indeed. uh Roger Moore.
0: Roger Moore, disco, baby.
1: Disco. <laughs> and then um, oh good Christ. Timothy Dalton. Timothy Dalton. Uh, t- humorless. <laughs> yes. And then uh, Pierce.
0: Uh, slick, indeed, slick.
1: Indeed, And Daniel Craig.
0: Um, one of Okay, I'm. Uh, <laughs> no, Daniel <laughs> you Craig came up with this game. No, no, no I know. I'm in the um beaten. <laughs> he spends he spends more more time bleeding and dirty than uh than Bruce Willis did in Die Hard. Yeah, I mean, this guy.
1: Sometimes it's cool though. Like, I love the ending. Where they leave that French guy out in the desert and throw him a couple cans of oil. Like, you know, I'll give you 20 miles before you consider drinking that. Yeah. Well, that you was know, pretty it, great. It was, but I don't know.
0: I just... Daniel Craig... In, in, um, in Casino Royale, I really did like him because he kind of did pull off. He was a little more suave. Than yes. He, definitely than yeah. in Quantum of Solace. Uh-huh. Because in Quantum of Solace, he was just, you know, he was just this sort of
1: and i get like one
0: instrument like she said in the first one
1: that's correct but <laughs> the 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 storyline was what was leading you there i think to so, him being more pissed than Swamp. yeah i know but still but it's, it's got to I mean, be james I, bond it's though it's man like, it's like they're trying to read, restart the series and i get it they're trying to modernize it blah 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 although i have a lot of friends who are like um you know, you've, you've taken James Bond and you've taken out some of the greatest parts of it. Exactly. You know, you you go to a, a James Bond movie, it's not great, you know, you, but you want to see A, B, C, D, and E. Sure. And they've taken out, you know, A, C, D, and E, and left yeah. B. And that's Exactly. Yeah, you're
0: right. Exactly right. Because James Bond was always James Bond because he was always this real slick character. I mean, he was really suave and he was always, you know, I mean, especially when it comes to both, um Roger Moore and Pierce Brosnan, they were always just like, you know, they would always just be like, hey, well, for ladies. me, I
1: think Roger Moore's like the aberration. For me, it's like if you compare Pierce to Sean Connery, they're really close in that they're suave, but they also like kill really seriously.
0: Yeah, but you know what? Um I if I was gonna compare the two uh Bond sort of uh actors or whatever. I would almost put Daniel Craig and Sean Connery together
1: only because,
0: they're... because have, if you go back and watch those Sean Connery Bond movies, yeah, he was really like, he had no mercy for anybody. Like, yeah. and he was real smooth, you know, and he was a good looking guy and whatever, but like, he didn't, you know, he would just kill people just without, and he'd just be like, eh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you <know? laughs>
1: that sounded a bit like a retarded scots person but whatever you know (laughs) my best here shut up (laughs) i get it i get it maybe we've overdone bond we probably have
0: okay so uh what do we got next here
1: well we can either talk about lw1 for a minute or we can just go into the hundredth worst of the decade
0: well let's do let's do uh let's do the Hundred words of a decade after the smoke break because you know we have to have the smoke break.
1: <laughs> Let's all go to the balcony.
0: Let's, <laughs> Let's all go have a smoke. Whatever.
1: Well, that's the time to press the record button, dope.
0: Oh lord! <laughs>
1: all
0: right, so we're back from the smoke break, and we just had this discussion about James Bond and uh,
1: continuing.
0: Yeah, well, you know, we always continue the conversation on the smoke break, but the one thing I have to say that the Probably, the thing I miss most, almost, about the the Daniel Craig James Bond is that they don't do the real dirty devil entendre things that they... <laughs> and, and even, I mean, Pierce did them. Pierce yeah. Boston did them. And I remember watching that movie in the theater with you. The world is not enough. And where him and... Uh, it was Denise Richards, right? Yeah. where you know, they're on the balcony and they're making love and blah, blah, blah. And he says, this is the last line of the movie, he goes... I thought Christmas only came once a year. And I was just like... I mean, I remember both of us were like,
1: Wow, really? Did he just say that? Where's the drum and cymbal? (laughs) Oh my god. I was like, that's really dirty. It really is. Well, and... It's one of the dirtiest... Well, I don't know, but there... Some of them, you know, like, Diamonds are forever, but he's like, what's your name? Plenty O'Toole? Named, named after your father, father, I assume. Of course. Oh. Well, but the thing was, is like that, and,
0: and if anybody out there doesn't know this, the the, the reason that that was so dirty was because her name was, what was it? Christmas, Christmas Jones. Christmas Jones. So Christmas only came once or whatever. But, <laughs> um, and like, I mean, come on. You know, the Plenty O'Toole. Yeah. I mean. The Asian um, girl
1: named Chew Me. <laughs> and then I, I think in Moonraker it's dr Goodhead
0: yeah dr Goodhead oh. pussy galore pussy I mean come on okay so <laughs> all right we're gonna we're gonna get away from the dirty James Bond references <laughs> we're gonna go into and since this is the second half of the podcast we're gonna go into the uh the bottom 100 movies from Rotten Tomatoes they're yes. not they're like I guess you could say they're the top 100 worst movies. Yes, I they're, guess
1: they're they're uh, the movies in the last decade that had the lowest rating on um, Rotten Tomatoes.
0: Okay, and see, we can't do. I mean, obviously, we're not going to do all hundred right. of them. We cherry
1: picked a few that we wanted to talk about.
0: Yeah. So, okay, what do we well, got at the top of our list here?
1: At number 89, it was Basic Instinct Two. Well, uh, see, I, why would you? I don't know. Here's the thing.
0: Here's the thing. And I don't want to spend, you know, 20 minutes on each movie. But right. here's what I don't understand. Basic Instinct was such a touchstone when it came to people always remember that movie. Yeah. You know, I mean, and people, it was like you remember kind of like when you went to see it and all this stuff. And then you see Basic Instinct 2, and it's Sharon Stone, she's like 50, and she's just trying to <laughs> get back like, this mojo that she had in Basic Instinct. And even in Basic Instinct, she was still older than she was in, say, uh, something like Total Recall or whatever.
1: Well, there's only and, a few years difference there, but, but yeah, I mean, there's a big difference between, you know, Johnny got a job cutting meat on <laughs> TJ Hooker and then uh, Basic Instinct. <laughs> that was like the best line from Sharon Stone's cameo on T.J. Hooker from like 1982. It was Johnny 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 got a job cutting meat <laughs> anyway? <laughs> well, but see, the problem
0: was it's like what what's the motivation to make? Basic Instinct 2, besides the the fact that maybe...
1: It was like an epic saga to try to make that movie, is what I heard. Like, I mean, literally right after that, right after Basic Instinct came out, they started thinking sequel. Right. And, uh, you know, they went through like eight directors and eight screenplays and like 19 co-stars. Because I remember at one point it was almost off the ground with David Cronenberg directing and Benjamin Bratt as her co-star.
0: That would be interesting.
1: But um, but it ended up being David, or what's his name? John Morrissey, David Morrissey, I can't remember. And um, and uh, Michael Catten Jones, I think. Yeah, and it was just bad. Yeah, like, the, was... the opening scene with her and, like, the Porsche driving it off the road through the sign that had some glib saying on it. Well, yeah, I was and... like, this is not... Basic Instinct wasn't a joke. This is a joke. Yeah, well,
0: and the thing is, too, is that there was really... It... Basic Instinct had one of the most memorable nude scenes ever, and it wasn't. She wasn't even nude. She was like the the whole leg Cross crossing thing. Yeah, and I, I I don't even think
1: that they tried to. If you're gonna do Basic <laughs> Instinct too, yeah, they didn't. You try gotta try to top and top the that. They didn't, and they, they didn't. They didn't top the Angry Sex. They didn't talk the, top the top the Beaver shot. They didn't. No, so they it, were just. It was basically literally, literally like a joke. It was. It was almost played for camp, especially by Sharon Stone.
0: I thought Sharon Stone played it a little too seriously, to be honest with
1: you. I I I saw her performance as like one hundred percent camp. Really? Yeah.
0: I see. Maybe I took it the wrong way then, because I I saw it the other ways. Like I thought that she was trying to. Get back this whole serious, you know, I'm Sharon Stone, Goddamn it kind of thing well
1: see i i I kind of thought the exact opposite where Sharon Stone was off in her own little Sharon Stone universe, and the rest of the movie was trying to be normal <laughs> yeah. and, and you had this like really wooden. You know, co-star going, oh, Miss her, you've got to tell me what's going on, and <laughs> and she's just, hey baby, shaking <laughs> yeah. her titties everywhere and sitting all uh, on the chairs. Yeah. And, uh. Well,
0: you know, it's funny though because I guess that maybe it, it's almost sort of this Stallone thing where you know he did the he did the Rocky movie and he did the Rambo movie, yeah, and he was sort of trying to get back his his mojo. Yeah, yeah. And but Sharon Stone, I I sort of got that same impression, but it just wasn't done nearly as well.
1: (laughs) Well, the new okay, we're getting off track. The new Rambo movie was like was a long way into so bad it's good. I mean, it was almost comedy. It was so bad.
0: I actually I was very surprised by both of those movies, the Rocky movie and the Rambo movie. I never bothered
1: with the Rocky movie. Oh, you
0: should actually. It's actually much better than I thought it would be. I I, and I watched it and I was going, oh god, you know, this is just going (laughs) to be this is just going to be Stallone just trying to get back his old, you know, whatever. But it was actually really good. I I I would recommend it.
1: Say, I was never a big Rocky fan though. I got oh
0: god, dude, I was the biggest Rocky fan ever. I was the biggest Rocky fan ever. I swear.
1: (laughs) But Rambo was always... I mean, Rambo is so weird because, like, First Blood was, like, super serious... And it was, you know, he was back in town, and Brian Dennehy wanted him out of town because he didn't like his low life ways or whatever. Yeah. And it was like a really serious movie, but then they just went off into La La Land. Yeah. And they God just kind of, kind of went, went off the to rails. Rambo Three, where he's like taking on the entire Soviet army in Afghanistan, and he You're rams like, the what?
0: tank into a what's, helicopter. What, what's and
1: going on? <laughs> well, the funny
0: thing is, is if you watch Rocky One and or not Rocky uh, Rambo One and Rambo Two.
1: It's first blood and first blood part two. Thank you. My bad,
0: but um, <laughs> it, th- they're completely different movies. They're yeah. the first one is almost more of like a character study of this guy that's sort of going off because he was in in Vietnam and he never got over it, whatever. Right. Then the second one is just him just kicking ass uh-huh. and and you know whatever. But okay,
1: <laughs> okay,
0: we're gonna okay we're gonna reel <laughs> okay, it back right, right, here. Right, right. All right. So,
1: you wanted to talk about Pluto Nash, I honestly don't know what I'd say about it, except that I remember watching it and going, you know, it's you know, it's not that bad. I mean, it's bad, but it's not, like, embarrassment bad.
0: No, it was, I, you know, I don't think it was embarrassment bad, but I can see how they would have decided to not, like, they didn't know what to do with it.
1: Right, it you was know? a... It was it was out there, it was it was almost monkey bonish and it's yeah. still really <laughs> monkey bonish. I love that. I just, that's awesome. That's a new that's a new term I'm gonna well, use I all mean, the time. You <laughs> know what? You're pretty created, much monkey bonish right now. Exactly. If you if you just spot something totally strange that's just the weirdest thing you've ever seen, just say that's really monkey bonish. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, okay, so Pluto and Ash was directed by who? Because Ron I remember... Underwood, I think. That's right, because that's the guy that did Tremors, and I remember that. But it sat on the shelf for, like, two years. Yes. And they just... And it, they,
1: cost, it cost $100 million, and Paramount just had no idea what to do with it. And they eventually gave it, like, a really tiny release, and it made, like, $4 million. Yeah, and the thing was, is, like, <laughs> I think that,
0: you know, there are worse movies that have come out that have had big marketing campaigns. Yeah. And... I mean, at the time, Eddie Murphy, honestly, Eddie Murphy was not what he used to be, but he still wasn't, that was at the beginning well, of like, his sort of...
1: No, that was at the end of, that, of his big comeback. That was like, at the end of it. That was after Nutty Professor.
0: Right, that's what I'm saying. It's like, he he was not a non-marketable guy.
1: Right. He, he had had hits in the comedy genre. Right, right. But um, I, know, <laughs> I read a thing once. I, I, that's like a preface, a lot for me. But um, <laughs> where I guess I mean, if you notice, like ninety percent of his career is Paramount. But Paramount just throws money at him apparently. Oh yeah. Because they're convinced that he's like a big star. Well, he. You, I mean, mean, they gave him like fifteen million dollars to be a vampire in Brooklyn. You know. It's oh like, yeah. Well, whoa.
0: but the thing is though is that. If you look at the early part of his career, I
1: mean, he made he, he made just huge, insane amount of money. Insane amounts of money in the 80s. <clears throat> and then in the early 90s, his career died. Like, all of a sudden just flatlined. And then he came back with A Nutty Professor and Dr. Doolittle and stuff like that with these big hits. But then he started making sequels to them. and uh, Well, and
0: now he's in, like, Dave and... Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean... I don't know, I just, I, I don't really understand why, if you had that movie, Pluto Nash, which was, it really was not a very good movie. Right. But, at the same time, it wasn't a horrible movie. I mean, yeah, it, it
1: wasn't, I'm sure there are people out there who like Pluto Nash, or sure, would but, like it if they watched it.
0: Right, but, and the thing is, too, is it's like, there's more than one movie. It's,
1: that, it's fairly innocuous. I mean, it's bad, but it's not like... It's a bad movie, but it's not like you really regret having watched it. Right, right.
0: right. And the thing is, there's many movies that have come out that are worse than that. Yeah, I'm, I'm sort of. I don't. What I don't really get is why um, they they didn't just you know throw a bunch of marketing money into it and just be like, (laughs) oh my
1: Godzilla or something. Oh my
0: god, yeah, Godzilla. And and that was the funniest thing is the, the anecdote about how when they when the studio heads watched Godzilla went. We have a piece of shit on our hands, so what we're going to do is we're going to throw so much money in the marketing that people feel like they have to see it. Yeah. And it worked for Godzilla. I mean, it made money back. It
1: works a lot of the time. What do you mean? No, I know, but <laughs> no. the thing
0: is, though, is it's like, for Godzilla I mean, especially, it's like, that was such a fucking
1: shithole. It really? wasn't. It wasn't a shithole. I think people had such high expectations based on the marketing campaign and based on their idea that somebody was making Godzilla... That movie is not really like a giant colossal turd.
0: It is to me because, you know what, I'm one of the biggest Godzilla fans ever. But, no, it's... Yeah, yeah.
1: Anyway, anyway, yeah, no. what, what, what did we, we want to talk about next?
0: All right, well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to do... Oh, we got date movie, disaster movie, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, they're
1: all on the, there. Yeah,
0: they, they're <laughs> all on there. And I'm trying to think. Um, I watched date movie when it first came out on DVD. Yeah, yeah. You know, that was when
1: they had, like, legit, like, Allison Hannigan was in the movie. Yeah, yeah. And, and it, it was, was still uh, fairly it funny. It was fairly funny, but it was, I mean,
0: it was a bad ripoff of, like, the, Air, the Zucker movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, I
1: mean, it, it was kind of funny. Kind of. Yeah, and But then, then they just, like, descended into this hell. Well, of, and... Like what releasing was releasing the... them like every eight months?
0: Well, and then like uh, meet the Spartans oh. and disaster movie. Actually, there was probably like three between date movie and
1: disaster movie. Well, there because there's disaster movie, epic movie, and meet the Spartans. I think that's it.
0: Okay. Well,
1: and I I've seen all of them except for meet the Spartans.
0: Meet the Spartans was just so bad, and I I mean, and I've watched them all.
1: Yeah. And you know, I tell you, they're putting a lot of good SNL and Mad TV alums to work. Let's say oh, that I know. that's like that's like the job. It's like, hey, Ike Barinholtz, what's he doing? Let's get him in the movie.
0: Well, and then every single one of those movies has Carmen Electra in it yeah. for some reason. I mean, apparently she's like banging one of the directors because there's two directors, whatever. I don't know, but and Carmen Carmen Electra, no offense if you're listening, which I'm sure you're not, but. Um, they, they just, like, she's in every single one of them. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, I don't know. Th- those movies, they're so derivative. And the problem is, is that they're trying to go for the airplane thing. Mm. The airplane, naked gun like, kind of thing.
1: But airplane, uh, see, that's the problem for me with these movies, is that airplane and naked gun and um, hot shots even are pretty targeted. You know, like, they are making fun of, uh, you know, disaster movies, and they are making fun of cop shows, and they are making fun yeah. of action movies. Right. These movies, like, call themselves disaster movie, and call themselves epic movie and everything, but all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you've got, like, a, um Alvin and the Chipmunks reference. Yeah. And Britney Spears. And yeah. And, like... What's going? On? This is like just throw any idea you have at the wall.
0: Well, and it's not even really that. The thing is, it's not even a good idea most of right. the time. It's like oh, um, it's like a half-assed like idea. Like Britney Spears is in the news, <laughs> we'll put her in this, you know, whatever. <laughs> I,
1: something Jim Jim uh, Jim Abrams would like leave on the floor. Like, eh, it wasn't funny enough. They'd just right. be like, it's great.
0: Yeah, right. And then the whole there was that whole sequence in disaster movie with like what you said, Alvin and the Chipmunks. Where it was like, this is so dumb. And they just kept going with it it for like like twenty minutes. minutes. I know. It was just I was I was like, you know, the thing that's great about these movies is that they just throw ten jokes a minute at the screen. Right. But that particular movie, they were like, Well, we're just gonna go with this one joke for like fifteen minutes. And (laughs) it was like that
1: wasn't funny to start with. (laughs) You know, Killer Alvin and the Chipmunks. Hey, sounds great to me. Yeah, totally, right? Um, What else? Uh, How about Swept Away, which comes in at number 65 on the 100 worst of the decade. Oh,
0: Lord, Swept Away.
1: I remember watching this with you, and I don't know why we watched it. Maybe because it was a Richie, Guy Ritchie I home. think
0: it was Guy Ritchie because I like Guy Ritchie well enough, yeah, you yeah. know. And and at the time, he was married to Madonna. And this is when he was first married to Medina. Yes.
1: This was like within a year or two of them getting together.
0: That was such an uncomfortable movie to watch. It
1: was. Like, it, when it was so... The first 15 minutes of that movie is actually worth a watch. As as with Gene Triplehorn just drunk on the yacht, yeah, and yeah, stuff. it's funny shit. The first fifteen minutes, yeah, the first fifteen
0: minutes where the, he's he's like going, "These people are just ridiculous," and you know they're they're on the yacht and they're just getting drunk and they're just dumbass whatever. And it's like it, you know, it's funny, yeah. But then once they get to that island, it's like, whoa, I know. know and he
1: just starts abusing her. And yeah, and he all this weird stuff like he, that, slapping her ass and and she and, just she's like crawling around on the ground. And then like, he like makes her on? he
0: makes her call him like master and yeah. I'm just like, wow, this is this is just abuse. And the, the
1: problem <laughs> this is, is uncomfortable. Yeah,
0: I seriously I was watching it going, I don't know if I wanna watch this anymore. <laughs> wow. And the thing was too is that you gotta figure too, the director, Guy Ritchie, that's his wife. Yeah. And you're like, what? you know No wonder they got divorced because obviously he had a little bit of.
1: This was a remake. Uh, Swept Away was a remake of like a 70s Lena Wertmuller movie. And I remember one of my friends talking about it, saying he walked out after the first 15 minutes because that was, uh, instead of being. Oops, excuse me. Now it's my turn. Um, Hey, Budweiser. uh, No, mine's Diet and Pepper. Um, (laughs) Boo. And you're drinking Bush. Boo. It's still Budweiser. <laughs> Everything's Budweiser <they're> to me. <laughs> this is degenerating. Let's get back on track. Here. <laughs> but anyway, yes, boo. But so it was a remake, so that's where they get all the plot devices. But I can't ima- I don't know why Madonna and Guy Ritchie looked at that and went, that's a movie we need to make together. Well, yeah, yeah. and the thing is, it's like I can.
0: I thought that the, the idea of the movie wasn't bad. Yeah. Whereas like, you know, the, the real princess, uh, rich girl gets sort of put in her place a little bit, whatever, yeah. but it was really uncomfortable. I mean, it was, it went a little too far. I mean, it was really More than uh, a it like abusive and Yes, he, you know, and I was just like, wow, that's, that's just <laughs> not cool. But I, that's the impression that I, that's the only thing I want to say about that movie is that, and plus Madonna, who apparently cannot just not get naked in the movie She was naked in that movie a bunch of times, too.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, now would you really want to see her naked in a movie? She's all scraggly. She's got those weird, like... She's got bigger biceps than I do. I know. (laughs) That's just weird. (laughs) Um, Alright, so the next one coming in at number 28 is Rollerball. Oh, my God, Rollerball. (laughs) You know what? And I've told you this before. You know what the best
0: thing to come out of Rollerball was? What's that? that Rob Zombie song that was like the, one of the, the songs from Rollerball soundtrack?
1: I don't remember. Never
0: Gonna Stop Me? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's right. if that's the worst if that's the best <laughs> thing to come out of that movie.
1: Well it's so that movie's so funny to me because what's his name? Uh, McTiernan had just come off Thomas Crown Affair. And, it was and a, that was a good movie. The best movie. It's so great. And that like MGM went to him and said, "Okay, you know we're we're thinking about remaking these movies." And it was like, you know, Logan's Run and Rollerball and, and something else. He's like, "Which one do you want to do?" And he picked Rollerball and like went batshit. He just I don't fucked know, it look, up. I, I, I mean, the, the twenty minute night vision scene. Oh I God! Was like, what is going on? Well,
0: okay, and I can see how like if you you want to make a point about you know the, there's the helicopter in the dark and they're chasing them or whatever. Um, you know, maybe some of the shots will be in night vision or whatever. Yeah. But the whole, like, literally, like one fifth of that movie is in the middle night part vision. is in night vision. And then L.O. Cool J's riding that motorcycle, and it's like, what the They're fuck being is chased this? by that
1: cargo plane? I don't. Well, and know. then
0: and then the thing is too is it's like they never really explain what one of the problems with to me, and maybe this is just because I'm you know I played football played hockey and all this stuff they never really explain what the rules of the game are yeah. at least in the old version with James that you actually knew what the rules were right. like they said you know okay these are the rules this is what you do this is what you you know yeah. do, objectives. Uh-huh. In the objectives but in the new one they're like they just were like just skate around and punch each other. It's like, well, what's
1: what's the point of that? Occasionally yeah. throw the ball at that little target. Yeah. Um. I I know, and I really they really backed away so much to get like a PG thirteen. Like there were Rebecca Romaine topless scenes in that movie, where if you watch it, they like try and put like some black fuzzy thing. over Yeah, them. yeah. I and know. It's like really, just show the tits. I mean, yeah. Well, it, it, okay, you know what I'm we're sure going to sure do? They're impressive.
0: Well, you know, you you got to see him in in all the X Men movies. Yes, you know, well, and that those covered were made under blue are.
1: makeup. What's the difference though? <laughs> they were covered under blue makeup. You couldn't see the areola <laughs> as, as they as they as um, uh, what's his, what's his name Bill Murray pointed out in uh, Scrooged.
0: <laughs> you can barely see that nipple, and these guys are really
1: looking. <laughs> but no, I mean. Okay. It, I don't know, it, it, and, and, and uh, my biggest complaint against that movie, biggest, is that they cast Chris. Oh, Cline. Chris Klein. He's, he's such a puss. Oh my god. Why would you give him an action movie? But here's okay. Such a, I, uh, the high pitched voice and the chubby, pudgy little face, and then
0: the, like the real sensitive eyes. And he's got these little baby doe eyes and whatever, and it's like. Okay, you go from James Caan
1: to Chris <laughs> like Klein? Hard ass of hard asses to pussy of pussies. Oh my god,
0: yeah. Chris Klein. And and the, the, one of the best things we were talking about those movies like Day Movie and Disaster Movie and all that stuff yeah. uh, with uh, Not Another Teen Movie that guy that did the impression of Chris Klein. <laughs> <laughs> he's like Guys, girls don't want us to hear that. And it was just (laughs) such a dead on impression. It's like, you're going to give
1: that guy a fucking action movie? Really? (laughs) I know. And then LL
0: Cool J. And oh, oh, God, God, that was such a mess. And the thing was, it's like, and we always talked about it, it was like, even when we, because we went to see that in the theater, and we were both looking at each other about halfway through that night vision sequence going, When
1: is this going to (laughs) end? I know! How long is this going to go? And it was like 20 minutes. It was. It was a long sequence in night vision. Yeah. Oh,
0: man. Whatever. Okay, so let's move on to the next one. Fucking rollerball.
1: (laughs) The next one down is 27, Battlefield Earth.
0: Okay, and you called me a Battlefield Earth apologist before. I think
1: you were. I remember seeing it, and you were like well, the story's good, and I like Barry Pepper, and I'm like, it's a piece of shit!
0: It was a piece of shit. But I did like the book. The book is really good, and the book has... There are a lot of books that do not
1: translate.
0: The book has practically nothing to do with the movie. I liked the book. I've read the book twice, and it was a pretty good book, and I do like Barry Pepper, but at the same time, that movie was so horribly uh, directed. Like, I can remember watching it and going, the director of this movie... Either A, has no idea what he's doing. Yeah. Or B, is just drunk or something. I don't know. Because I remember thinking that that movie was so badly directed. Yeah. I mean, and there's all those weird, like, off-kilter shots, like, with the cameras sort of tilted over. Well, I
1: think Roger Christian... had never done anything before that. Like he'd done a bunch of like direct to video pictures. And I thought that like he was like nobody. a he was like a cinematographer of some. Maybe he's got a few other credits if you look him up, but but uh, there are nothing interesting. Yeah,
0: and then, then everything's filtered real weird. There's like it's either blue or green or yeah, red, yeah. and it's like
1: It's you know, just I, I can't imagine actually wanting to make that just because parts of it are so ridiculous. Like having Forest Whitaker and John Travolta as those aliens, but they're supposed to be like eighteen feet tall or whatever, nine feet tall, and it yeah. just looks absurd. On well, screen. and the thing is,
0: too, is it's like that's a that's a book, and and again, I've read the book a couple yeah. of times. And and what, I like the what, book. What,
1: what but, might make, especially in science science fiction, what might make sense to in your own imagination, reading it off the page, looks silly on. That's the what I'm saying.
0: It's like you can't. That's a book that I when when I heard that they were making it into a movie, mm-hmm. I was like, "It's never going to work as a movie because it's one of those ones where you have to really take it as a real story and use it in your own imagination, as opposed to this is literally on the screen, right. you know." And it just it wasn't. I mean, it was so bad. I mean, and the thing that I the the one reason that I didn't really get on it as much as anybody else did because I was like, you know. Look, this I, it was a good book. It really was. I and honestly, it's a good story in the book. <laughs>
1: uh-huh.
0: But the movie was just so badly made. I mean, honestly, me and you could make that movie again and make it better than the movie that was made. Well, sure. I mean, it was just I, so badly made.
1: I think your your mom could probably make that movie and Oh, make I'm it sure she could. You know,
0: I mean, and the thing is it's like that movie was just so badly made. I mean, yeah. you watch it, and, you, and they it's put like a English bunch of money World, into that. Though. A lot of Well,
1: see, and there's the thing. I mean, Eli Samaha had lots of friends, and he gave his friends lots of money to make passion projects that there is a reason nobody else would make them. Sorry. Sure. But <laughs> yeah. see, the
0: thing is, though, it's like some people do really fairly well with less money. Yeah. I mean, even, and, you know, I know you're going to give me shit about this, but even Mike Obey... When he made Bad Boys, that was like what thirty-five it, it million or something.
1: Less. It was like fifteen or twenty. Yeah, and, and he it made it looked look really a good. A lot better than I'll, I'll give you that. It looked a lot more expensive than it actually was.
0: Right, and then Battlefield Earth—they put a ton of money into that, and it looked horrible. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was none it of that looked money.
1: amateurish
0: the Yeah, definitely. I mean, it was like me and it was like me with my fucking you know uh, cell phone camera. Like, oh, okay, go, Barry Pepper. <laughs> you know. <Yeah.
1: laughs> Pretty much.
0: So, whatever. That was just. I mean, the my final verdict on that is that it was a good book, but it was a horrible fucking movie. I, it was terrible.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, the only other one we have marked is number one, which was *Ballistic X* versus *Sever*.
0: Oh lord. Um, <laughs> that was right at the height of Antonio Banderas's sort of. Action guy phase.
1: I think it was a long way after. I think that was like I remember watching that or seeing trailers for that and going, Man, why are they resurrecting him for a big movie? Really? He was well, that... I think he I think his career was over by like ninety six, and that movie came out in like two thousand.
0: Well, no, because he what okay, he did Desperado, which was like ninety seven or eight. Right. No,
1: more like ninety five, ninety six.
0: Okay, fine. Then he did, like, well, and Assassins was before that. And then um, he had... Uh...
1: I mean, Mambo Kings came out in, like, 90, which is his star-making thing. But his career was fairly short. It just trailed off for a while. And this movie, and X versus Sever, was, like, a really big movie that I, w- that I remember wondering why he was in. Like, why would you think to put Antonio Banderas in that movie?
0: Well, to me, when I, I... And this is just my memory of it when it came out. Was that X vs. Sever was sort of like the continuation almost of like Assassins and Desperado and whatever. Um, I
1: guess, but a long way after. Years after.
0: Okay, well, but... And yeah, then, and then, yeah. it, it was like anyway, Lucy Lou and...
1: It was supposed to be a big star turn for her. Blah, blah, blah. It was a piece of gum.
0: That movie was basically a movie that... The the director of that movie was saying, we're going to make a bunch of big action sequences and the rest of it, I'll just let the DP figure out or something. <laughs> I mean, there was nothing... I mean, there
1: was, there was a, like, scenes didn't make sense. The cinematography was all over the place. The storyline, you. I mean, it was like... It's like the the most times in film history where a director yelled, we'll fix it in post, at right? the rest of the cast. Well, moved okay, on.
0: but the guy's name, the guy that directed it, his name was Chaos. Yes. K-A-O-S, Chaos. And I'm like, that's actually uh-huh. his directorial credit.
1: In, in, I, I think I, I could be wrong, but if I remember correctly, the man is Ty... And I think Chaos is actually a part of his, you know, like, 87-letter name.
0: Fine, but... (laughs) I don't care about that, because he made a movie that came out here. We didn't watch it in Thailand. I
1: know. But yes, he credits himself as Chaos, and luckily that was the last time we ever heard of him.
0: He hasn't made another movie since then, has he? Well, at least (laughs) in America. I
1: know. Maybe maybe, back in Thailand.
0: yeah, Yeah, but I mean... I was actually a little surprised that that was the uh the, the number one worst rated movie on Rotten Tomatoes.
1: I am not because it's such a mess. It's it's like almost it's like an incompetent made that. It's as if Forrest Gump directed a movie. It's Forest like chaos. Yes. It's, I mean, literally, I was wondering at the competency of the people who were making it. And I think, again, you'll find that Ballistic X versus Sever is a franchise picture. Sally yeah. Samaha just blowing some German guy's money. <laughs> you know, like, hey, $80 million here, $80 million there. Hey, yeah. Lucy Lou, you, you want $20 million? So Go for it, you know. I know. Well, but the thing is, too, is it's like... Dry it's... cleaner to the stars. Anyway.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well... You know, and, and this—I don't really necessarily have a lot to say about X versus Sever, but it brings up uh, a, a pretty interesting point when you're talking about blowing some German guy's money. It's like we were talking about Yui Bowl earlier. Yes. Okay. Well, Which, and then House I will, of the Dead. Should know
1: for this, uh, I think on ninety percent of his oeuvre, his films are on this list. I think
0: almost. I think every one of them's on there.
1: I don't think Postal is on there.
0: Well, it should be. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like okay, House of the Dead. And we're talking and this just this was the weirdest segue. It's like, you know, these German guys making these really bad movies, whatever. <laughs> Which not to say that never happens, but um the the I just loved the scenes in uh House of the Dead Yeah where if somebody got killed, like <laughs> they, they would have they, their weird they, little they would, game they, like over the, they, they would have like the, They would it would like the freeze frame, and then the camera would spin all the way around them, and it would be like boop 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 boop. boop. You're dead,
1: yeah. you know. And then they would just fall over. And I was like, what What the fuck was that? <laughs> it was a really obvious like game over. Yeah, and then
0: I think at one point it even said game over on the screen. Did. I
1: think it did. And
0: it was just like. And, you know, they had them all dressed up in the weird outfits, like the one the Asian girl had, like, the the stars and stripes, real, like, spandex on and shit. And I was just like, oh, man, come on. You
1: know, it's funny, The one thing I did want to mention is Alone at the Dark is number 15. It's the highest rated of the Yui Ball pictures on this list. And uh, one of my friends refers to that movie as... Um, together or not alone in the (laughs) (laughs) semi-darkness. Nice. (laughs) And I'm sorry, but that movie has Tara Reid in it, and that's kind of unforgivable. uh, Yeah, you know,
0: any time that you're like starring Tara Reid, you're, oh, God. uh, I'm
1: resurrecting Christians later. Whoa, God!
0: Oh, shit! I think I saw a part of that movie, and I just actually realized that. And <laughs> Christian Slater looks so embarrassed to be in that movie. Yes, Whoa. that oh, movie. And...
1: I mean, uh, and it's been a long time since I've seen it, but it seems to me, remembering it, that it really almost knocks off the relic.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah. I
1: know it's based on a video game that's pretty old,
0: Alone so in the maybe dark, the relic yeah.
1: was a knockoff of the video game, but. But the movies really appear similar to
0: each other. Yeah, yeah. Well, and the thing is, too, is it's like Alone in the Dark, and you think about all these sort of semi... Like, you think about these big video games, you know? Mm. And you think about... Okay, there's, like, Resident Evil. Yeah. With Mila and... I mean, she's just gonna keep doing those until she's, like, 80 years old, apparently.
1: Correct.
0: Because, I mean, like, the next one's coming out, you know, it's, like, what, part four? Uh, or yes.
1: Four or See,
0: five?
1: It, it's four. God. I just... <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm not even going to say what I remember about the first one, but... <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay.
0: That stopped that conversation right around <laughs> the tracks. Okay. I'm not
1: going to say nothing. Well, neither am I. <laughs>
0: but, um, <laughs> you know, there there's these fairly big video game franchises. I mean, there's like, you know, Resident Evil. Um, there was like, well, for a while there was Mortal Kombat, yeah, there, yeah, you know, yeah. whatever... But then alone you go to the get to the point where you're like House of the Dead, which was this video game that, you know, you got the, the guns, the plastic guns, and you were shooting at yeah. the screen and mm-hmm. stuff, and it's like, oh, Yui Bowles like, I do this. I make <laughs> yeah, it great. Yeah. All well, of his movies,
1: every single one is a video game, I think.
0: I think uh no, there's one that's not what the one what's the one I'm thinking of. I think there's one that's not.
1: Because I think Blood Rain is. If not, it's a. Comic. Blood Rain is, yeah. And I I know in the in the in the name of the king is based on something called like siege something or other. Siege oh, see, stage. that's what I
0: was thinking of. is the name of the king.
1: And um and then of course Postal, House of the Dead, and Alone in the Dark. They're all <laughs> yeah. The What the hell, dude? This guy's—he's
0: like cutting out the. Remember, we talked about the Frank Darabont thing, where that's all he does is is Stephen King books that are based on prisons, and it's like Hughie Bull, All he does is video game movies. But uh, yeah, you know, I mean, I don't know. It's—you got to carve out a little niche for yourself.
1: <laughs> I guess, and I guess he must have a way of flattering German bankers and video game designers. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. He's like, I take your movie and I make it, and it'll be great. It, you don't, uh, those other movies I made? Don't ignore them. It's like yeah, you do not look s- behind it, the man behind the screen. <laughs> I will make your movie. You never saw those. Don't worry about those. They don't exist. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so, okay, you had a very good trivia question earlier. Moving did I? Out- yes, you did. We're moving out to the, uh, do the smoke break. Okay.
1: Oh, ah, you can't look this up online! Um, in which James Bond film will you find Jimmy Dean of Sausage fame? <laughs> Jimmy Dean Sausage... And it's actually
0: him. It's not a character based on him. No, it's It's Jimmy Dean. Yeah,
1: not James Dean. Jimmy Dean of (laughs) the sausage of morning sausage. Yeah, you will find him in a Bond movie. Which one, people? Which one? Okay, and send your easiest questions. So somebody better fucking answer it. Send your responses to Can You FBI? at gmail.com. Or for those of you out there just, you know, text Amos. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or just send it to me, because like I said before last week,
0: half these people that listen have my cell phone number. So just just respond.
1: I'm begging you. <laughs> we like having feedback sections where we get to maul our listeners. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we don't do that, do we? I think I did the first time. I think you did actually I remember that. Yeah. I think we did.
0: alright Phil you know what I think we've I think we've gone we've run out of steam here dude Uh, you know what take us out oh by the way no we're not done yet no we're not done yet
1: no stop the presses
0: we have to have suggestions for the horror themes
1: we had that last week whatever I mean uh, suggest movies you want us to see we got the Paul Blart thing we're gonna watch Paul Blart we are
0: I have that already um, but I would like to do, I actually would really like to do the, the, the horror, uh, series one. uh uh-huh. And I just need somebody to suggest a couple of horror, uh, series that yeah. we can do. In fact, you know what? I swear to God, we're going to stop this one. We're going to record the next one next week. And we skip it next week and fucking go drink beer or whatever. But we can do this. We've watched so many horror series. Yes. We could stop this one and do the next one right now. <laughs> and, but we need to have some suggestions. So we need to
1: know what you want to hear people. The, the, the listening public
0: needs to know. <laughs> Alright. So anyway. Send your suggestions to canufbi at gmail.com. Again that address is canufbi at gmail.com. Woo! And you might get a fabulous fabulous prize for doing it.
1: I I don't know what that would be.
0: That would be us mentioning them on the air.
1: Ooh, that is a fabulous plan. It is, man. Tens of people will know you. (laughs) If that's (laughs) all right, ones of people will know you. You will know yourself (laughs) I will respond to you and tell you You know what, listen up Because we're going to talk about you on the air (laughs) (laughs) Alright, Phil, take us out, man Take us out Can you fucking (laughs) believe it? Yeah